Ship, streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios. It's your host, Addison, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to October 1st, a.k.a. another edition of From the Jump. I gotta start off the show. I'm not even gonna act like it ain't been two and a half, three years since I've been gone. I wanna start the show and I wanna apologize. I've been showing so much love to my YouTube family, which, by the way, if you are not watching us or have not subscribed to us on YouTube, definitely go check us out on YouTube. We got a lot of different skits, a lot of just different challenges. We're just having fun on the YouTube thing. It's from the jump style. Definitely go check us out from the jump on YouTube. We got the YouTube page. But I want to apologize to my podcast family. I know those that be listening to the podcast, those that be tapped in and that be subscribed and that be wanting to hear that authentic sports talk. I apologize, man. I know I've been gone, but we got a job to do. We back nevertheless, man. I'm back in FTJ Studios. It feels so good to be back. It feels feels so good to be back. Oh, man, I, I really don't even know where to start. I guess I'll start with Patrick Mahomes tonight, the game I just watched. Patrick Mahomes just led the Kansas City Chiefs down the field to beat the Denver Broncos, big boy style. And this is the reason why I felt like Patrick Mahomes a year ago was one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He showed us back in 2017, even in the glimpses, and even going back to his days in college, that he had all the potential. And we're starting to see it now. And that was the NFL defense. That was a Super Bowl champion defense, might I add, Denver Broncos. In Denver, might I add, that was huge. That was huge on the road in Denver. That was huge for Patrick Mahomes. That was huge. I mean, again, he threw the ball a lot tonight. He was 28 for 45. 304 yards, one touchdown. He did not turn the ball over. And he was only sacked one time tonight. He was only sacked one time tonight, and he finished with a QBR of 83.7. Of course, Kareem Hunt ran the ball particularly well tonight. 19 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey also tipped in with seven catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Of course, Tyreek Hill finished the game with nine catches for 54 yards. But on the flip side, Case Keenum, 21 for 33, 245 yards and no touchdowns and an interception. And the leading receiver for the Denver Broncos was Jeff Hurman, the tight end. You know how many catches Demarius Thomas had tonight? He had four catches and he was targeted seven times. You know how many catches Emmanuel Sanders had tonight? He had five for 45 and his biggest catch came at the end of the game against Orlando Skandrick. My point and what I wanna say about Denver Broncos is and what John Elway needs to just go ahead and recognize, the Denver Broncos need a quarterback. Let's face it, the answer is not Case Keenum. We saw Case Keenum, the best football that Case Keenum probably is going to play is what we saw last year for the Minnesota Vikings. That is the best football that Case Keenum is going to play. He took that team to the NFC Championship game. He took them all the way to the NFC Championship game in which... Had it not been for Marcus Williams really closing his eyes on the tackle, Minnesota is not in the NFC Championship game. New Orleans is in the NFC Championship game. And maybe New Orleans beats Philly, then goes to a Super Bowl and beats New England. We don't know. But that's, that's hypothetics at that point. So what I'm saying is Case Keenum isn't the guy. So maybe Denver should get on the phone and call Colin Kaepernick. Again, Denver's defense, we've been saying for the past three to four years now, when Wade Phillips was there and Aqib Tlaib, and when you still had DeMarcus Ware on that team, if Denver got a quarterback after Peyton Manning, Denver probably would have won another Super Bowl. Denver's defense was that good. It was that real. 
of all the scores from this week's NFL matchups. The Rams defeated the Vikings 38-31. The Bengals defeated the Falcons 37-36. Tough loss at home for the Atlanta Falcons, by the way. The Packers blanked the Bills. Uh, at this point, I don't know what Sean McDermott is doing. Uh, Nate Field, I don't know who's the quarterback. Josh Allen, Shady McCoy, got to get up out of there, man. The Bills are awful right now. I'm sorry. The Bills, somebody need to help the Bills out. The Bears destroyed the Buccaneers, 48 to 10. I guess Fitz Magic, I guess, has ran its course. The Patriots defeated the Dolphins, 38-7. That was a purified ass whooping. I'm sorry, the Patriots just ass whooped them. And, and Tom Brady looked really, really good. Tom Brady looked really good, even though they did lose Gronk in the process. This, this, this win for New England, that was a huge win for sure. Because what New England is trying to do right now is trying to find its identity. And New England has always been doing this. For years now, it always struggles in the beginning of the season, finding its identity. You know, Julian Edelman now being back from suspension. I'm sure as the weeks unfold, we'll find out about Josh Gordon and how much he's really going to be able to contribute to this team. Because I, I really want to know, is he, is, he, is he going to be a contributor or is it going to just be a you signed him, you know, just to say you signed him? He had two catches for 32 yards. He was only targeted twice. So again, Tom Brady, you know, he typically likes to integrate guys in the offense and you got to learn the playbook. But damn it, the Patriots need a receiver. And I'm sorry, Julian Edelman's good. But if somehow, some way, Josh Gordon can figure it out. Because to be real with you, Gronk, better days is over with. We know Gronk, when healthy, completely is one of the most dominant tight ends we've ever seen this game. But it seems like every single year after year after year, Gronkowski is hurt. And at some point, if you're the New England Patriots, he becomes a financial liability and also a liability on the field. Now, I'm not saying you should cut Gronk because I believe Gronk will go down as one of the best tight ends to ever play this game. However, at some point, you have to find a backup plan and or some type of replacement from Gronkowski. And let's find out if that's Josh Gordon or not. Coming up next on From the Jump, Le'Veon Bell is set to return back to the Steelers. Find out when. And on today's wrap up, LaMelo Ball got into a little scuffle. Find out with who. Stay tuned. It's From the Jump. Yo, turn it up, Slack. I can't hear nothing. Check the cable real quick. Is it plugged in? It's on. Check the cable again. Foot locker, discover your air. Yo, what? Yo, somebody's pranking me or something? What is this, yo? <laughs> Pager. This is so crazy. Oh, man. He's so crazy. with you on this monday night oh my gosh man hey i hate that i've been gone so long but like i said man hey we've been on the youtube man go tap in with us on youtube youtube.com slash from the jump we got a whole bunch of skits three point challenges we're gonna get the sports show cracking on there really really soon i got something special in store for this really really soon that i'm going to actually bring the podcast to life on youtube but if you haven't tapped into us Definitely go check us out on YouTube right now. But keeping with the NFL, Le'Veon Bell. Yes, Le'Veon Bell of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who to this point, I think they said they were going to trade him. I think Le'Veon has been on the holdout. 
kind of then sneak this in the back and forth, is set to make his return to the Pittsburgh Steelers week eight, which is October 28th, against the Cleveland Browns. A home game, might I add. Now, it is said that Le'Veon Bell, and here's his actual quote as to why he decided to come back this late. Now, Bell says, it sucks having to set out of football. I want to play. I want to win games and the playoffs. But he also says, I have to take a stand. And knowing my worth and knowing I can't tear a ligament or get injury or get surgery at any given time, I knew I couldn't play 16 games with 400 or more touches, a la Earl Thomas. If you didn't see Earl Thomas get injured on Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals, that was a prime example as to why Le'Veon Bell at this point is sitting out. And what you will probably see going forward with a lot of NFL players from this point going forward is you probably will see a lot of NFL players sitting out a couple of games during the season because what they realize is there is no guarantee in football. Basketball, there's a lot of guaranteed money. Baseball, soccer, and all the other sports, there's a lot of guaranteed money. In football, outside of the quarterback position, there is no guaranteed money for any other position. And quite frankly, there isn't really a whole lot of guaranteed money for the quarterback depending on who you ask and depending on what contract you sign. So in this situation, I agree with Le'Veon Bell 100%. I told Earl Thomas a couple podcasts ago that I wouldn't have played either because what the Steelers have not done and also what the Seahawks have not done is they have not committed to me long term. I'm committed to you. I have told you that I will go out there and put my body on the line to get us a victory, to ultimately get us a championship. That is what I am willing to do for you. And as a result, I need some type of cash compensation. Of course, the higher, the better. And Le'Veon wants to be one of the highest paid. And Earl Thomas at this point wants to secure his legacy for forever at this point, for the rest of his life. He done made all his money. He done won the championships, then played the football at the highest point. The Seahawks aren't winning anything anytime soon. Let's stop that. But at this point, it's about I got to make sure that I'm good for generations to come. Same thing for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's at the point where... I've shown that I can do the work. At this point, I should be paid respectfully as such. Now, again, at this point, the $14 million that he would have received this year is the highest guaranteed amongst all running backs. But going forward, what does Le'Veon Bell have to hold on to? What does he have to look forward to? And I'm sure he looked at that Earl Thomas situation and said, that is the exact reason why I'm not playing. So again, I'm not mad at players for sitting out. You got to get your money. You got to get your money because at the end of the day, you are the one that are putting your bodies on the line for the team, not the owners, not the coaches, not the personnel guys that call the plays in the booth. And I ain't mad at him. So in this situation for Le'Veon wanting to sit out and get his money, I ain't mad at it. And the teammates trying to call him out, board, all that, to me, that was whack. On today's wrap-up, LaMelo Ball and the USA Triple B's team. But as a matter of fact, before I even get into LaMelo Ball, and before I even get into this whole situation, because this situation is funny. Shout out to LeVar Ball. Shout out to LeVar Ball. Shout out to LeVar Ball. And shout out to the Triple Bs. And the reason why I want to give them a huge shout out right now is, if you have not noticed to this point, everything LeVar Ball said that he was going to do, he did. He said that his son was going to be drafted number two to the Lakers, and he went number two to the Lakers. He said that his sons were going to go overseas and play basketball, and they did. He pulled his son from UCLA, and he did. Because all of us thought... Jello was dead in the water after that situation happened in China. We was like, oh, man, this don't look good for the boy at all. And then for him to somehow, some way get out of that situation, I thought it was dope. And then to make that Lithuania situation a money play, and not only that, make one of the best Facebook shows going right now, you got to shout out to LeVar Ball and the Triple Bs. And oh, by the way, doing it very quietly. See, people get so caught up in what LeVar Ball says, 
But if you really think about it, when does he really talk? It's only certain moments and certain time periods. And LeVar is very smart. He knows when to speak and when not to speak. You haven't heard anything about LeVar Ball now. You haven't. You have not. Now the Lakers season is about to get ready to start back up. I'm intrigued to see what he has to say. But now getting to LaMelo Ball and why this incident, I'm not even going to take too much into this incident. It's because of the fact that at the end of the day, he's 17 years old and you got slapped up the head. If somebody put your hands on me, all bets is off. And in this situation, being overseas, mama ain't raised no punk. And I know LeVar Ball ain't raised no punk neither. Now, there could have been a little bad blood given the fact that they did play for Lithuania last year and how they exited the team. Could have rubbed some people over there the wrong way. So there could have very well been some bad blood over there. And and a couple of those players may have felt the way. And so they may have took it out on LaMelo Ball, but he showed you in that clip that he wasn't no punk straight up. But now your boy is back on the podcast, man. I am so sorry that I've been gone. Like I said, man, we've been on YouTube going crazy. If you haven't, go tap in. Follow your boy on all his social media at From The Jump, man. I follow everybody back. We got more podcasts on the way. Definitely stay tuned for those, man. Definitely, definitely stay tuned for those. If you love us so much, man, definitely keep subscribing. Keep sharing with us. But it's your boy, From The Jump, man. We out.